Give me five minutes. The podcast with Scars and Elijah. You are in an open conversation zone. There is no tapping out once you've tapped in. Eli examinations, hood stories, nightmares for critics. And if you're that passionate, we'll bring you on and you can have five minutes. How is it that you've, going, you've been going to your boss man for 20 years, bruv? Some of you have obviously dropped out, but some of you can consistently see him boss man for 20 years. Are you telling me you ain't never thought about, bro, like, why is it it's always, uh, you know, a, uh, 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 I don't know, Sri Lankan guy shoving my food or Indian guy serving me food. I ain't never, me, I ain't never been to a, a local Tennessee that and see a black guy behind the counter or a black woman behind the counter. Mm. Yeah, bro. That's it. Energy. That's it, man. Like, you got the sound up. Sound like that. You know, by popular demand, we got the, uh, like, we got the blow horns in. Come on. That's that's the, uh, that's it. the the round of applause and party stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, people, give me five minutes podcast. We're in the building, in effect, with you guys here as always. Mm-hmm. Um, myself, scars, Eli, and um, you know how it is. So this is the give me five minutes podcast. The concept is you can come here and have an open conversation. And at any point of the conversation, if you feel like you really need to voice your opinion, you can say, give me five minutes. And we will literally give you five minutes uninterrupted of you to speak your mind. That's it, man. At any point in the show, just say the magic words and we'll give you your five minutes. Um, and yeah, and that's it, you know, uninterrupted. Come on. Scars in this. This is the Give Me Five Minutes podcast with Eli and myself. Scott, Let me even Scott. just get into yes. this topic that yes. I've been thinking of. Yeah? yeah, it's not even so much a topic. It's just something I wanted to talk about because it always affects me. Like see, hearing anybody passing away, like naturally, it always affects me. And then it affects me even more when it's a person that's black. Like what when a black person passes away? Yeah, yeah. Like it's it, it really hurts, you know. Or, you know what, at this point, I don't want to be saying too many cliche things. It's like, at this point, it's even past the hurting. It's like, it's just like, like a sore wound that just constantly like, just always never healing. This wound will never heal. And even when you're thinking it's healing, it's like it's just evolving into something else. So, I work in financial, you know, services. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. So, we be we deal with a lot of, um, you know, someone passes, wills, things like that. Grievances, isn't it? Yeah, grievances, bereavements, Grievance, whatever. But um, in conjunction with DMX passing, like I saw his memorial. Yeah, I just watched it quickly here. Yeah. And it's just funny, like, not funny, but interesting that I was speaking to you in the week about a black funeral director that I met. Mm. Yeah. And because of where I work... And, you know, just the, the nature of what we do, you know, it's now that I'm actually seeing it. Like, So when someone passes, it's quite, it, 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 like, if you really don't have your things sorted out, yeah, literally, the the state, the government, the country, whatever, it's all, everything is theirs. They can just jump in, take this, take that. Some companies will take this, take that. 
if you don't have a will, if you don't have life insurance, if, if you don't have, you know, even a family to even look out for you or or, or even their acknowledgeable, um, say not acknowledgeable, they even are aware that you've passed away mm. because you are so distant. Mm. So anyways, this lady came, came in, I'm speaking to her, a bit standoffish at times, but, uh, you know, got through to her, she's a cool person, black lady. I'm like, oh, what'd you do? She goes, oh, I own a funeral um, directory home. I'm like, oh, you know, and she's like, yeah, man. Um, you know, things are, are going a bit slow at the moment, you know, with COVID. Mm. So it's not even the fact that people are, um, you know, aren't passing away. They're passing away, but because of COVID, she's not able to perform the normal funeral, you know, uh, procedure, like because of the whole social distancing. Mm. And it just sparked my mind. Obviously, she showed me her business, you know, everything else. I even, I even remember when you told me that, and, and, and anyone listening, do the exercise with yourself. A black funeral director. I am embarrassed to say, I didn't even, that's not even a business or an industry that I even thought of for black people. Not that we couldn't do it, but I didn't, that never crossed my mind. Yeah. And it's something and that happens every, every day. day. But but that's, that is the point. Like, and you know what's so funny? I went to school next to a funeral home. The funeral home, we pass it every day. Mm. Yeah? Like, anyone that knows that went woolly, went wolf, like, it, it, you will know. Like, it, I, I find it, like, <laughs> it's, it's ludicrous. Like, why did we never think of this? It didn't cross my mind. And and basically to you know allude to what Elijah's saying, yeah, we were speaking, and I'm just thinking to myself, how is it that there's not like I'm and again I did like Google you know like black funeral homes, but I kind of feel like why isn't there more of a strong a strong presence of black funeral homes? You know what it was, yeah, because I think we've been talking. I've been saying this. We've been having this conversation for, I would say, maybe like a couple of weeks off air. Mm. Where, you know, like, I was just saying that, I just feel that there's some staple businesses that, that, um, like, if I was to start a business now, nothing against any of the other businesses there, but I'd rather just own a nice staple business. You know what I mean? So, something that is just like, is always going to be there. For example, yeah, like, just like, you know what I was saying to you? Like, I've always used this example, like a laundromat. Mm-hmm. Standard, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not bright lights. It's not glamour. It's not anything. It's just a laundromat. Everybody <laughs> has one on their high street. I don't care where you live. Mm. There is a laundrette on your high road that has been there. Even, even, even your grandma went there. Your your parents have walked past it. You've walked past it. You see the same way that you're talking about the funeral directory mm. was there since you were in school. It was there long before. Mm. You know, like on YouTube where you type in, oh, um, you could type in War of Road in the 1970s. The mm. funeral directory is there. It never went anywhere, you know? Or like your, or a business like your local off-license. It's been there. It's going to be there. No, no, no matter what, you can leave the country for 20 years and come back. It would still be standing there, mm. you know? Businesses like that. So when you were talking about a funeral, I mean, uh, a funeral directory, I was just like, 
yeah, that's a business that is is it's, it's like one of those pillars. It's like one of those like businesses that are just. It's not like bright lights. It's not glamour. It's not anything like that. It's just something that is always needed. It's like a needs based business. Yeah, these this it's it's essential. That's that's like the thing about it. It's a crucial, essential uh, part of our life, and it's kind of like a big life event. Like it's one of those things where when someone passes, generally we're, we're probably most likely to do a funeral. And then I'm thinking, with the consistency of how like how often black people pass, whether it's from violence, whether it's from health, you know, our community is constantly under attack. And I'm thinking, yeah. So when I'm talking to this lady, I'm like, what? Hell yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, I don't get it. Why, is, why haven't I heard of your business? And she's even telling me I'm actually giving um, my... A funeral costs at like a low rate because she knows that families are struggling, mm. and and it goes sorry and it just goes to remember the the time I was talking about the papoose land where on Monopoly where he's like you can't afford to live and you can't afford to die. Yeah, we spoke about that with the uh, episode with Femi, a few yeah, weeks back when we, we we were talking about um, having a will. Yeah, and and. and Making which is, which is sorry for the people which is credit, debt, mortgages, and money management should be taught in schools. That's the episode. Yeah. And it's I just don't I, I think that's what I want to dissect. I wonder why that is. Why is it that there isn't a kind of a just a, a I, I I should at least expect like, yeah, there's there's a go-to company. And I and I think maybe on the other end, it's like it's such a sensitive topic. They ne- you you can't like have an advert for, hey, if you want to die, let's die like this, and you know, and they're gonna have like all this smart marketing. But at the same time, they, I don't know. I just find it so scarce. Like, and even and again, all the funerals I've been to, the people that were were managing it and whatever, there was specific in my area. There's specifically there's there's that one company I can think of, and they 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 have any funeral I go to, it's always these people that are sorting out the funeral. Mm. And hey, anyone out there, if you're sitting there thinking, oh, but why does that matter? Why does it not matter to you? Like, I don't get it. Like, you see, like, when 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 someone passes, there's another cultural element to it. Yeah? Like, people pass and everybody has their, their, their ways of, uh, you know, how they want to pay their respects to people. Yeah? I've been to... Probably mainly, mainly African funerals, but I think once, like, I think once, one time in uni, I went to like someone's funeral, but it was like a, a English white guy. And it's just, I feel the energy is just different. Like it's, it's more of a, it's really more, or again, maybe that, that one I went to had more, it was just really formal. You know, the person passed, everyone said what they said uh, and went home. You know, whereas most of the funerals I've been to, it's always, it's super emotional, like, do you know what I mean? And again, I'm not saying that, oh, we're, we're just more, like, it's not a sympathy war. It's just me saying, th- those are the, the the differences I saw. It was just more like, okay, the person's passed away respectfully and, you know, you know, pay your respects, go home, cool. Whereas in kind of the general funerals I go to, they, you know, Caribbeans do night night. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you know what that is. 
Now explain it. So it's like, and again, you know what? Any Caribbean listening, please, maybe I'm getting it super, super wrong, but this is what I hear from the mandem and whatever. Like, it's just, yeah, it would be a get together at the house. Funeral okay, was actually yeah, yeah. done, but you, yeah. go, you go to the yard. Mm. One, two, drink. Conversate. Reason. Do you know what I mean? And the, the the point of that is to is it's it's just the empathy and the the the, the idea of uh, feeling around people, especially for the family that's going through it. Do you know what I mean? You're supposed to like it's going there and pay, that's the, that's a form of paying your respects. Like you're actually spending your time with this family. You're you're comforting them. You're being there for them. And generally, it's more of it, that's that's the time where it turns into more of a celebratory thing. Where yeah, I'll never sorry, I'll never forget like on Rihanna when her grandma when her grandma died and she was like on I mean, what her grandma died on what what you said on Rihanna on Rihanna's Instagram like okay. when her grandma died like it was just posted all up there like it was like when you said the word celebration it just sparked me because yeah like I mean I don't think I mean correct me if I'm wrong but I don't even think there was even a casket that the body was just lying there and she was there taking pictures like pictures with the grandma so like the grandma's dead dead. And I was just like, raw, like I, I didn't know that. Like I was like, okay, like this is like this is more. that one I ain't never done, but yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, okay, this was like okay, cool. Like, I'm sure the pictures. I mean, I don't know how her Instagram is run if she deletes them, but I remember they were up. Like they were just like about twelve pictures of like yeah, but it w- there wasn't any side. Like obviously she was upset, but it was I'm like okay, but it was more like a celebration of her life. Yeah. So it was just like yeah, but I never seen anyone really take pictures like that with. With the corpse, that was like okay, like raw, like that was that was real, like it, even some of the pictures. I even had to double look and say, what, like, are, are these older pictures of when the, the grandma was alive or something like that? Like it was mm. so like that the way that the pictures were taken, it was like proper, like yeah, like like we're taking a selfie together kind of a thing. And I, so I was just like, okay, like so that like, there's different ways of people, you know, some people have the casket in the house, open. Everyone just comes in, chills, have a drink, talk, conversate, you know, pay respects that way. You know, some people do it in a church. You know, some, you know, there's, there's so yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, there's a, there's many different um, aspects of it, you know. And the reason I say that is because if that's the case, then it's like saying that's the whole premise of why it matters on 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 having like your people run the business. Like, if I was, you know, from from Pakistan, yeah, and I've, you know, we've got a way of our culture, whatever it is, back home or whatever, mate, all I want is when that person goes, yo, pay my respects with, with the culture that I'm from, innit, and how I like it. So I'm saying this to say, like, nah, like, if there are a prefla of black funeral homes, because I, I saw an article on The Guardian, it was saying about 3,000, but I was like, what? No way, like... 3,000 what? 3,000 black-owned funeral homes. Okay. But I I, I really, I got a strong hunch to me. I think it was talking about the US. But it's from The Guardian, and it was mentioned in the UK. But um, I might be totally wrong. You know, I would, again, see, on this show, guys, we're just talking our opinions. It's not facts. So if someone out there has got some strong information to say no, like there's loads of black um, funeral homes and everything else like that, then yeah. But from what I searched and what I saw... It's not like a, a common thing. But um yeah, my my main thing is more when I pass, I want I want there to be that 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 energy. Like, and it would be nice if 
from the inception of when the passing has happened and I approach this company, they just totally get it. You know, they totally know, understand where it come, uh, what I'm saying. There's no barrier of understanding and this and that. And not to say like another company who isn't black wouldn't understand. It's just more, well, they're, they're not black in it. So why would they understand? Why, why should they understand? They're just ahead to do their job. Do you know what I mean? So it's interesting. I think it's very interesting. And I, it, it makes me think about that kind of world and that business. And yeah, I think it's a, a very, very, it's an unscathed kind of area for people of color. This is the Give Me Five Minutes podcast. Similar to like, I would say the construction business when it comes to black people. I know Asians, there's a lot, loads of Asian Sikhs, especially I know a lot of Sikh, Sikh people, uh, they've got their, you know, they got a very strong... Uh, uh, construction and DIY like presence like most of the times I see I literally if it's not a white guy it's a guy with, with a turban yeah. the uh, only guy but, I know that's doing it is uh, Daniel Luizzi from Asheville Aggregates yeah that's uh, the only guy that I see like in the construction you know what I mean like he's that's and again he's again he, <laughs> you know what actually I will say this did you know yeah and I, it, what I'm trying to bring up is about information and kind of who knows what. So, you know the Gat, uh, the owner of Gatwick Airport is a Nigerian man. Okay, I didn't, I did, I did not know that. Okay, so um, what's his name? Hold on, let me get up. Ade Bayo Ogun Lezi. Yeah, so he's the guy. He he bought Gatwick. I think for 1.5 billion pounds. Yeah. And he's required he's global I don't know, he's got a global partnership with Global Infrastructures GIP investment funds based in New York City with a worldwide stake with infrastructure he also owns assets. Edinburgh Airport as well. Mm. Now it's a it's a it's a thing I brought up to say uh, about information because I'm not sitting here saying like oh I'm all knowing or whatever but it's something that I just say to some of my other boys and I was saying to them like this is not information that's out there you know it's not it's not readily known and again I'm not telling I'm, this doesn't have to be in front uh in front of a newspaper or like blasted in our face every day but I was trying to say to them that. What the issue about representation? It matters. It's powerful. Like if now there there is loads of black funeral homes that we know about, then would it not? I think it would. It would. Uh, you know what? I might cut this bit, but I kind of feel like would. Do you not think it would have more of a positive influence, at least in the aspect of business? Because you're thinking, raw like look at all these black businesses that are that are doing well. They're thriving. Oh, a Nigerian guy owns Gatwick. Like, it, 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 it's... Because it's, what, what the other boys were trying to say was that, nah, like, well, like, if you know about it, then you know. I'm like, yeah, but that's the whole point. Do you, they're blocking that knowledge or, or they're downplaying the knowledge. I was even saying to him, I was listening to um, to Lowski's album, yeah? Akala's got a skit on there or interlude and he's talking about how, like, I think last year there was more knife crime in Scotland than anywhere in the UK. Yeah. But we don't hear about it. Yeah. Or that 
the the youngest, the four youngest people to take the GCSEs in the UK are all black kids. Mm-hmm. One of them's got a higher IQ than Einstein. I don't, I'm not saying, hey, can you tell me this every day on the news? Oh, can you guys put this up as, as some celebration, black celebration every day? But hey, trust me, that's not the narrative mm-hmm. that, that you're told. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, black, black boys are disproportionately misrepresented. I always say though, like, because it's also the excuse of if you know, you know, doesn't like, I get that, but no, because at the same time, you can go on, you can go watch any channel, like they've got the bio documentaries and so on and so forth there. And these are the ones that are getting pushed. I always ask the question to people like, oh, um, I think the question is, and this is actually like, is is, is even like an Eli examination. Play the soundbite. Okay, this is an Eli examination. I've got a question. I've got a question. I've got a question. Yeah, so the Eli examination, I mean, some people may be able to answer it. Some people may not be able to answer it. Scars, I'll give the question to you. All right. Can you name me five black billionaires that are not in the entertainment or sports industry? No. Actually, actually, well, okay. Um, obviously, we got Adebayo Ogunlezi. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That's one. <laughs> the Dangote. Okay, that's two. And it's okay if you don't know, like it's fine, like. But but what the reason why I asked that question is just because if I take sports and entertainment out of it. Obviously, if I say, oh, give me a black millionaire, even a millionaire, forget even a billionaire, if I just say, give me a black um, millionaire that's not in sports or entertainment, some people be like, oh, yeah, but obviously LeBron James. No, I said sports and entertainment. Mm. Erase that. Mm. You know? Like, you know, sports and entertainment. Oh, yeah, but this rapper, I said sports and entertainment. Right? Trust me. You know, the music industry, that's the entertainment. Mm. I'm talking about standard job. Now, if I said, name me a white person or a non-black person even that's a billionaire you could probably name me 20 mm. Jeff Bezos Elon Musk Warren Buffett Bill Gates you can go through the whole list mm. of these people not only do you know their names you know you know their whole life story even mm. this is this has been there's many shows there's many television documentaries so on and so forth you know where they went to school you know who their best friend was you know what shoes they were wearing you know, when they went to college, you know everything, right? So I say that, I hear what you're saying with, the, with with what it is, but also at the same time as well, is that I feel like we we really need to just educate ourselves with it. What you're saying about this um, gentleman, Adebayo Ogunlezi, is that it's good because anyone listening now knows that person. So when you know yourself more or you know what your people are doing more, no one can really pull the wool over your eyes. Mm. Now that I know that he owns Gatwick Airport and even Edinburgh Airport, and it says here he owns, he, he owns three more around the world. When somebody wants to talk to me about something, I'm like, wait, hold on a second. You, you, you are flying out to Cyprus today, right? You're going through Gatwick or, or, or every it's like you are flying out, right? You are using Gatwick Airport to fly out. Just know, yeah, black man owned that. Now, now, before, no, no, wait, before, wait, wait. before you run your gums, wait, wait, wait. But see, that's why 
people on the show, that's why I love my brother Eli, because he encapsulated it in a very powerful way. That is what I mean. That's what I'm referring to. The power of that. The power of someone, someone who someone who's just some young kid, a bit lost in the world, a young black kid who's a bit lost on this, whatever. How powerful does that sound? They need to hear that. Get me. Like, in their minds, it goes back to what you just said. The only success they know is in the entertainment and all that other stuff. But they don't know the day-to-day guy. That's what I'm trying to say. So that's why I say that. Look, anyone anyone that has a black-owned business, I get it. We, we need more of them, isn't it? Mm. You know, but for me right now, I'm just thinking more, I, 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 what's become more attractive to me, yes, as I've got older, it's just the staple mundane business, mm. you know? Off-license, laundromat, you know? Funeral directory. Mm. So just something that's, it's just, it's just, it's no glitz and glamour. It's always just going to be there, you know? You and your, what's it like, the, uh, your locksmith, mm. whatever, shoemaker, whatever. Mm. All of these, all of these businesses that, like, I'm, I'm telling you, go on your local high road there. They don't go anywhere. They, they are always there. If you've lived in the same area for a long period of time, you know the shops that have always remained there. Mm. You know the shops that have always remained there and they're not going anywhere. You you even walk past it and you're like, I don't even know how these guys even make the business like, you know what Trust I mean? Like, me. like they're always just there. But you don't see the little everyday little business. Little, little you business don't see there. the backhand, you know, connection. You know that is It's people just are literally, literally thinking of money. Like, oh, cash, 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 cash. But there's other ways money works, money flows, money is used for different things. Look, you, me, you said this before, isn't it? Like where... The chicken shops. Hmm. Now, of course, I know there are some, and if you do listen to the show, please message us to tell us where where they are because I need to go there. Even though I don't even eat meat, I will go, I will go and hold both. a portion of chips for sure. Straight. Veggie burger. <laughs> but, but the mayonnaise and that. But black owned chicken shop, uh, that that has to be an <laughs> that has to be something that we should be on on. It should be a monopoly. Simple. Not even not even okay. Not even just oh yeah making just even just the creativity of the different types of chicken that we would do. Or that like, I, I could just something about it just and oh actually 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 I tell a lie. Hold on. Go on Eli. Just keep talking. Give me a moment. I got. I've, there's someone I'm gonna I'm gonna promote because. This is a guy I met. He was a presenter, but uh, he opened up a um, like a fast food place. And even in the time he did it, if you're listening, Mister Mister Tando, yeah, I met him a couple years ago doing like a. What's his username? Literally, Mister Tando. Mister Tando. Yeah, Mister Tando MC. Okay. And what does he do? He's like a presenter, hosts, hosts events, mm. you know, personality, that kind of thing. So literally in the midst of uh, lockdown, he's opened up a restaurant. Yeah. It's called Digging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even down to their branding, the way they look, I think it's a pop-up shop. I'm not too sure. Let me, let me just double check it. No, it is, it's actually in North London, in Gillett Square. Yeah. Oh, um, N16 Stokey. 
You you might know these bits. I, I don't know, innit? <laughs> you get me? But um, the point is, we don't have... I just find it weird. That, that fast food business, that chicken, chips, like, day by day, like, yes, anyone want to talk about the diet and all that stuff? Sorry, that's not... This is not the time right now, innit? Like, we, we understand that, yeah, yeah, cholesterol and them things, but the point is, this money that's being made... Some of you guys have never thought about this. And I don't know why it's not a concern for you. How is it that you going, you've been going to your boss man for 20 years, bruv? Some of you have obviously dropped out, but some of you, you've been consistently seeing boss man for 20 years. Are you telling me you ain't never thought about, bruv, like, why is it it's always, uh, you know, a, 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 I don't know, Sri Lankan guy shoving my food, or Indian guy serving me a food. I ain't never, me, I ain't never been to a, a local Tennessee that and see a black guy behind the counter or a black woman behind the counter. Mm. And again, we're not saying it has to be that way. I'm saying, why do you not see it? Even though all our people eat there all the time. I've seen a Turkish one. Yep. I've seen white ones. I've seen... Uh, I was German or I've seen, whatever. I've seen and everybody. Can, and I can see from here... Three of them are are all part owners, so they all put their money together. Yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. Which is good to see, and that's and that's a thing as well. And I know, unfortunately, just like in in any walk of life or any group of people, sometimes mm. like it is difficult to find people when it comes to money, putting me. money together. Trust me for a business. I get that part of it that it is hard to do. That you really got to find some trusted people when it comes down to the business. Now, unfortunately. You know, a lot, a, a lot of us don't really want to put our money, and I don't, and I can get it because just out of the fear, you know, or oh, put put money in, and then something goes funny with the money, and so on and so forth, and all the, all, all this kind of stuff, access to loans, mm. so on, and and this kind of stuff. There, it's always it's always different. Like, like I remember I was telling you about uh, one guy I used to work with, um, Turkish Donny, mm-hmm. and um, he was like, yeah, like he works here, um, but. Um, he owns two. He owned two news agents, and I was like, "Okay, where did you get the money for for two news agents? Like, me and you got the same job. I know how much we're earning here. You know, how did that come about?" He was like, "Look, like this is the way it was, isn't it? You know, like his friend's wife worked in a particular bank, kind of high up, could get access to the loans, so they patterned it up. You know, and she gave, and he, he ended up getting a forty grand loan." That that allowed him to open up um, the news agents and so on and so forth, and he works, you know, something to do with taxes or whatever. You know what I mean? Like more uh, like it was years ago, but he was just working for 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 what it was. So yeah, sometimes there is access. You know, a lot of groups. Now he now he was good to tell me that mm. he could have easily just done the whole like. He didn't yeah, have to tell you. you know, anything. like I saved up my money and and know, lie. Come on, like you you can do it as well. You know. You know, come on now, like pull pull up your bootstraps and you know, and pull your socks up. Eli, and that specific point is another separate issue of fake guidance almost. Yeah. It, it, you you're telling me to do what you you're doing, but you're not actually telling me the actual steps that you took. You you actually had a bit of a a, a, a levitation. You took the escalator, but you told me to take to take the stairs. Yeah. But you're at the top gang, come on. Yeah, come, come. Like, what I got here, you can get here. 
And I feel that's more of, a, more of a thing in life, isn't it? I feel that sometimes, like me, I'm very open. Like, so me, I've said on the, I've said on the uh, uh, pod before that, me, I, 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 I know I have a very good support system around me. The people around me. I mean, I mean, I'm doing the show with one of the people that is very, that is very supportive. Come you know on. I mean? So no, 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 like not you. Eh? No, it's not you. It's, it's, it's the other person here. Speak, speak, speak. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm be supporting you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> this guy, bruv. <laughs> I'm taking back that flag on, fam. <laughs> no, no, but real talk. Obviously, like scars, definitely like like my Cody proper, and um, and many people like him. So I understand if someone's out there and they haven't really got anybody around or it's just negative and they're in a bad environment, please try and get yourself out of that environment and try and look. If if somebody is not supporting you in what you're doing, then there is no middle ground. They are against you. Okay. If they are not supporting what you're doing, then they are against you. Now, that doesn't mean that it's always negative. Sometimes you could be doing some dumb stuff, you know what I mean? And they're, and they're against it, okay? But you need to know why is this person saying this stuff, okay? But you need to get a support system around you. People need to come with solutions to you, okay? Not just the problem. You're doing this and you're doing that and this and that, no. It needs to be, people need to come with solutions. But when someone comes to you with a solution, you can actually gauge up how, if this person is even worth speaking to, okay? You know, instead of pointing out problems and mistakes, instead of pointing out problems and mistakes, people need to start coming with their solution, okay? If you're in a bad environment, please get yourself out of that. And best thing to do is get out of your normal surroundings, Mm. So if you're always in this area, you're always in here, just branch out. Mm. Right? For example, if you're always in North London, please go to West. Please go to East. <laughs> please go to South. Just as that is just a mundane example. Get out of your normal surroundings. But it, yeah, if you can, innit? If you can. Because some of you, hey, let's not put them in more danger, innit? <laughs> yes. But just <laughs> get, get out of your surroundings. Now, for digging, big up all of the owners here. Mm. Because... These are three black men. Mm. They've all come together. Mm. They've all had the idea. They've all put their money in. And now they've accomplished something. Mm. Even just that alone, huge step. Mm. Because it shows everyone else that it can be done. And if you are saying, it doesn't necessarily have to be your best of best of friend. However, the, the, uh, the, the excuses now is, why can't this be replicated? If you're, if you're, if, so I'm looking at these people now and I'm like, okay, could, could me and you do this? Yeah, man. Why not? Can someone else looking at this be like, oh, could you and your people around you do this? Oh, no, no, no. I couldn't give, I couldn't put money in with these people, but it may never come back. Okay. That's great. Now that you know that, can you find people like that, that you can put some money in together Mm. and to start something, you know? I feel sometimes when it comes down to um, friendships or even relationships, um, I get it when you're young. Yeah, this is my going out buddies and so on and so forth. But I feel like as you get older, like, boy, like, what, what is actually keeping you two together now? You know? Like, I, can, can, it's not that it should be a, a, an always, it's not that it should always be a requirement. I get that because some people are there for other reasons. But one of the, requirements that should be added it's not compulsory it's not a compulsory box that should be ticked but one of the boxes that we should add on to the list oh yeah like they're funny they give me good advice they're always there for me 
um, we have a business together. But, you know, we've got some investments together. Wait, you're saying they should have that? It should be, it should be part of the list. You know, it should be part of the list. So with these three guys that own Dig In, oh, that's my friend, like, we own a, we own a chicken shop together. 